Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Title Talk. Of course, I'm here with your favorite person from Title Talk, which is, of course, LB. What's going on, LB? How was your week? We had a nice, had a nice bye week. You and I, we got to rest up, got to, got to do some fun stuff. Probably you had more fun than me, but it was good to have a little break. And now the Patriots are back. We're here to talk about the Eagles. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Bryson NFL? I'm doing very good. Got eight hours of sleep last night. Good Patriots. The um, it's funny, you know. I'm just you're saying, you know, we had a nice bye week. It's like, you know, for for a bye week after a loss, it didn't feel that bad. I mean, I think that we have a great matchup here. We, I really feel like we can learn a lot from this matchup because I, I really think that the Eagles are going to come out and do some different things that we probably saw the Ravens do. But as far as bye weeks go, I felt like last year when they got blown out by Tennessee, that was worse because probably because Tennessee wasn't a wasn't really, you know on the same level as, you know, the Ravens are. But it's funny, man. I'm watching this showdown right now where I can see my cat, the one that had the kittens, Tulip. You can, like, see her head, like, barely poking above, like, the um, the plastic bin that her and her kittens are in. And she's just, like, watching Duke. And Duke's sitting in front of my TV just watching her. And, like, they're getting ready to absolutely have a brawl the second he walks by there. So if you guys hear cats fighting, that's what it's going to be. Duke's on the move right now, too, by the way. He's actually um, – so Duke's on the move. He's actually trying to slide underneath my TV stand almost near my PS4, but she's watching him, man. You can just see her like she's ducking low. She's getting ready to make a play here. I'm telling you, she's, she's getting ready to make a play, Bryce, and we got a play-by-play going on over here. She's watching him. Hey, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for updates, and if the cops get involved, we'll just have to end the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 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 she's getting ready to this is gonna be dude you should see how psychotic she looks right now now she's like because he kind of moved a little closer so now she's up higher because you know she's in mother mode where like she feels like everything that happens like going on there are kittens she's just gotta like go wild oh yeah dude she's about to kick his ass just just stay where you are duke just don't even bother trying to walk by jesus this is gonna be a fun time yeah, football. Who needs football when we got all this cat drama going on in my house? Am I right, man? Yeah, you're right. Football kind of stinks, and the Patriots stink as well. But some something else we should talk about, LB. Big story. Actually, mm-hmm. we can call ourselves LB and LB, MLB and Bryson MLB because we, we're here to talk about the Astros cheating <laughs> and everyone relating it to the Patriots. What do you think about the Astros cheating, LB? And are the Astros owning? They're kind of owning because <laughs> they, they won the title, right? They're, they're owning. They won the championship that year. Of course, as we know, they were back in it this year. They, I mean, they're they're a really really good baseball team. They were in the the championship series last year versus the Red Sox. It was a great series. That kind of really felt like the real um, World Series. We all know the Red Sox went on to win it all versus the Dodgers, but it was really the one versus the Astros. And let's not forget the um, the Red Sox accused the Astros of being up to some shenanigans last year. The MLB kind of, you know, tried to cover it up a little bit. And, you know, because this stuff kind of goes on in the MLB, but it sounds like the Astros took it to another level a little bit. But this is not the first go-round for the Astros. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's annoying that, like, Astros fans are now going to turn it to, well, the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. Patriots fans can't say anything. It's like, actually, we can say stuff because this is what we had to listen to for years and years and years and years. So now it's your turn. So you can endure all the jokes about you guys being cheaters. You guys are now cheaters. And now your championship, you know, everything that you've won is now tainted. It sucks, but it is what it is. Such is life. You're tainted. You're cheaters. And you can deal with it and you can weep because now you guys are the new Spygate team. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing I heard thought of when I heard of cameras and all this and, you know, the fact that they're such a good, good organization, at least, you know, they seem kind of scumbaggish at times with some of the stuff that they do and say. But I don't know, man. My first thought was Spygate. I mean, I can't lie. I'm annoyed that 
Sports Illustrated dragged the Patriots into it, but of course, that's where my mind went. Yeah, it is very annoying. But the, the other thing that's really annoying to me is when, is when people are like, yeah, well, you know, the Patriots taped those Rams walkthroughs. And then you have to say, look, stop. That, that never happened. You can just stop with their Patriots arrangement syndrome. Sure, they were taping signals from a different spot, which you can act, you actually could tape signals from one specific spot, but the Patriots were in a different spot, which the league frowned upon, sent out a memo, obviously. But the one thing they did not do was, and they never got punished for, so both did not do and did not get punished for, is film practices and walkthroughs. It wasn't a Marshall Falk who is still crazy insane about all this stuff, which is insane to me. So I, I hate when people say this stuff. It's not true, and it just furthers the agenda of Patriots, cheaters, blah, 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 tainted legacy. It's all stupid. They didn't tape walkthroughs. You're all stupid. Am I crazy, or does it seem like some of that has kind of died down since they won these last three Super Bowls? You know, they won the first one, and people wanted to talk about the flake gate. They won the next one where, you know, you're down 28-3, to 3, you beat the Falcons. Then they win this third one, man, and, you know, they went to another one where they lost to the Eagles, but it was still a great game, still a close game. They had another great AFC championship game where, really, they, they were really close to winning that football game as well. You know, you make that extra point, who knows? Maybe you win it in overtime, and maybe you go on to like, lose to the Panthers. Maybe you go on to beat the Panthers. But, I mean, think about how close they were to five straight Super Bowls, and it seems like some of that cheating stuff has really died down now because I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people with somewhat of a brand they had kind of now can look at it and say, yeah, you know, you could say what you want, but they've just continued to win. You know, this happens, that happens. You think this is going to be the end, and they still keep winning. So, you know, it's I mean, just do they, it's. Do they keep winning, LB? I mean, they haven't won a game in at least two weeks. You're right about that. And if memory serves me correctly, they have not won a Super Bowl yet this season. I mean, <laughs> they only they only won one Super Bowl last season. Think about that. They've won one Super Bowl in 2019. They haven't won any this season. So are they really good, or are we just you know, or are they just frauds? Like NFL Twitter says. Like Nick Wright says after he ranks them seventh in the NFL or eighth in the NFL, whatever he said. It's awesome. It's amazing. People just hate people hate the Patriots so much and they, they try to discredit the Patriots all year. And by the end of the year when LB and I have our dog masks on and we're saying they're underdogs because you told us they sucked all year and then they won. And then you get mad about LB and I saying that they were underdogs. It's ama- it's it's the best thing ever. Like it's it's just the best. Everyone's like, Well, look, no one doubted the Patriots. Well, no, actually. Most people doubted the Patriots, especially people that hate the Patriots, and a lot of Patriots fans even. Even last year, like myself, after Josh Gordon departed very tragically and sad, I wasn't so sure of the Patriots. I was that, that was the point where I was like, I'm not too sure the Patriots can win the Super Bowl this year. So even myself felt that way. But everyone tries to say that they did not say this. The Patriots win. Patriots always were good. Rinse, repeat. Yep. Absolutely. You know, speaking to Josh Gordon, I don't know. Did you, did you kind of see his comments recently? I know that some people say that he didn't mean it as a shot at Brady. And I'm here to tell you, I think it was a shot at Brady. I'll ask you first for your thoughts on it. I didn't really see what you thought of his comments. Well, he did. He did say quarterbacks. So that, yes, that, and then the context of the quote led and just Josh Gordon's relationship with Tom Brady and just how he said it, and he was kind of talking about – he was alluding to his time in Cleveland when they were talking about the quote. I yep. think I think that Josh Gordon was just talking about all the shit quarterbacks he's had to deal with and all – not just the bad quarterbacks, but the quarter – like just this – just the – like every week new quarterback for Josh Gordon. You've seen the pictures of the people with the hoodies or the jerseys with all the names on oh, the Oh, yeah. He had from week to week just a revolving door of quarterbacks. I think that's what he's kind of alluding to. And look, even if he, even if Josh Gordon was like in a roundabout way saying Russell Wilson's better than Tom Brady, I really can't argue that at this point this season anyway. So I'm not mad at Josh Gordon. And I think it's, if you want to say that Josh Gordon is saying that Russell Wilson's better than Tom Brady, maybe that, maybe that's fair. I don't think I wouldn't say that, but, but then I would also not be mad at Josh Gordon because I don't think he's lying as per this season. Sorry, I'm the biggest Brady stan ever, but Russell Wilson having a better season. So I actually I, – I 
pretty much can't disagree with anything you just said. I think that the easy thing that to kind of look at it as is the Cleveland part, but I'm I'm here to tell you why I think it was his. It was almost a Tom Brady esque type of dig, right? Where you can't be positive he means that, but he's still taking a little bit of a jab, and I think that. Maybe he feels Brady wasn't getting the best out of him at this point. And you and I, we discussed on the podcast a few times where you could see Josh Gordon visi- visibly upset, throwing his arms up, standing on the sidelines like, dude, what was that? I don't know if they were on the best of terms. And I'll go back to when this is something I actually said at that time in our Patriots group chat that um, Brady had made a comment. My favorite teammates are the ones that I don't have to worry about. The ones that I don't have to spend, I don't have to spend energy on worrying about. And everybody said, oh, man, he shouldn't have done the rookies like that. I remember saying, how do we know he doesn't mean Josh Gordon? This is a guy as you kind of as you know, as you reported last year, who. He really said, um, yeah, you kind of reported that Brady was going out of his way to do everything for Josh Gordon. He actually hired a team to kind of stick with them. He invited Gordon to stay at his home with he and Giselle. They went out to dinner together. So that all happens. Then this year, Brady makes a comment about worrying about teammates, all this other stuff. And then recently they acquire Mohamed Sanu and Brady says, you know, it's nice to have a guy in practice who who turns it up. He loves, you know, he has energy. It's he's he's working really hard. And he said all these things that just felt like a shot at Josh Gordon. But he kind of always did it in like a, you're not positive, but he might be saying that. And I feel like that's what Josh Gordon did here, truthfully. You might be right, OB. You very well might be right. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm 100% right. He's made a pretty good case. I think it is, there is a slight chance that maybe Josh Gordon's take, taking a subtle jab. And you know what? I'm not mad at Josh Gordon for that. I'm honestly not. I like Josh Gordon. He's a good guy. He's a little salty about losing his job, like in a in a way that he was very surprised about. Imagine if you got fired and then uh-huh. and then you're on a new then you were at a new job which was competing against your job. Not sure you would still have the loving feelings like like that. I'm I'm not mad at him for that. He's a human being. I don't care. But maybe he did. Look, I'm Team Petty over here. I, I say all the time, I'm Team Petty. I totally – and I mean, look, if Brady was taking little digs at him and he felt that there was little digs at him, why can't he take a little bit dig, – dig back? You know, it's not like he said Tom Brady's bad. It was, it was almost like he said I went from absolute dog crap to absolutely awesome to NFL MVP front runner. I mean, it, it's not like it's a horrible dig, but I think that there was a little something there when you say trending upwards. It could be nothing as well, but – I mean, like we said, there there were certainly times that it seemed like maybe Josh and Brady, and I know that you you really alluded to it that you you were really alluding to it for a while, truthfully, about how it felt like they were really just starting to phase Josh out. They were just kind of moving on from the situation. They were able to acquire Sanu. I mean, the pictures were kind of crazy because you have Gordon, you have um, Sanu, really just smiling at practice together. They look like they're having a great time. And then later that day, Josh Gordon seemingly found out via Instagram that he was being put on injury reserve and, you know, being waived. So, I mean, and also let's not forget Pete Carroll took a little shot at the Patriots as well. Just take a little. Somebody said, you know, what's it, what are the, how do these former Patriots players uh, like it here? And he said, oh, they, they seem to be happier. I was just like, eh, okay, there's a little something there. Little something there, I think, but that's fine. The Patriots, I think that they have fun in their own right. I think the Patriots have fun when they're just dominating the crap out of you, making you look stupid on Sundays. Truthfully, I think that they have a blast doing that. Maybe they don't have as much fun, you know, Monday through Saturday, but it seems like they have a good time on Sundays. I just would like to point out to everyone that one of them, I love this player very much, but notably came into a, has come into multiple seasons, 50 to 60 pounds maybe even more overweight, has known to be a bit of a lazy guy, came to the Patriots, Trent Brown, and he said at the end of the year, he said, this experience is like like I would never expect it. I had a lot of fun playing for the Patriots. It was fun, and he was genuine. He was, genuine. He was happy. 
He said a lot more than that, but if Trent Brown is having fun playing for the Patriots, uh-huh. and by the way, by the way, he did not have an easy time. He did not have an easy time. If you remember, Dante Scarnecchia was on his ass, and Bill Belichick yep. too. After, I mean, I think there was uh, after practices they were doing separate work with him and trying to get his weight together, and Scar was doing extra work with him, and it, it all paid out in the end. They won a ring. Trent said it was a great time, and actually, Trent has actually taken that season. And all the technique, all the stuff he's learning, he's actually played at a similar level with the Raiders. So good for Trent. He had a lot of fun. And he actually took the winning ways and the winning culture to the Raiders. You love to see it. Trent <laughs> Brown is the MVP of the Raiders. He's, the he's playing well. You're right. He's playing well. We, we discussed that. When he signed with the Raiders, you and I, we discussed it. We discussed the article that had come out, I think, in August where they were just on his ass. And then another article from, like, November where, you know, they even said, man, there, there are some long, long practices where I'm just staying extra overtime. And speaking of guys showing up overweight, uh, did Dante Hightower hit the buffet before the Ravens game? My goodness. He's selling those hoodies still, boogeymen. I'll tell you, the boogeyman for him is that buffet line, man. That thing is just brutal. Him and him and Shelton, I'm telling you, you were right, Bryce. And you know they they kept the, they split them apart in the off season. You know, like you said, they they did everything they could to keep these guys apart in the off season. They signed uh, Shelton last minute, but now maybe we're just starting to to inch closer and closer where they've spent so much more time around each other, more buffet time, man. Look, it was it, look, it was heading into the bye week, LB. Maybe they did take a trip to Golden Crow together, and maybe they kind of look. But I am confident our good friends, they listen to the podcast, Dante Hightower and Danny Sheldon, the rest of these guys, will be whipped into shape after their bye week, their vacation, into their game with the Eagles, LB, which we can actually just start talking about because yeah. the, Patriots, the Patriots are playing the Eagles, as we all know. It's it actually it actually hasn't been. I'm just. I'm just judging from my mentions because, and LB, you can say the same. It really hasn't been too much of Eagles smack talk yet. I haven't heard much of anything. The Eagles are coming off a bye. But Eagles Patriots, Lane Johnson, of course, had some comments about fun a couple weeks ago. Love that guy, Lane Johnson. Incredible human being, by the way. Sarcasm font. Can't stand that guy, man. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Awful. Awful. He's brutal. Awful. Absolutely awful. What other what other storylines are here, Eagles Eagles Patriots, aside from the rematch? Anything else, LB? What do you, what do you, what's your mentions looking like, Eagles fans? Eagles you know, fans? I haven't. You're absolutely right. I have not seen much. I really haven't. I had a post yesterday, just kind of about um, Super Bowl Thirty Nine. That you know, it, I I haven't seen much. I haven't seen a lot of Eagles fans saying much. A little surprising that we haven't seen that Tom Brady drop in the past or the Nick Foles saying, uh, holding it's up awesome. the trophy, saying, wow. <laughs> you know, I think that this is going to be a tough game, in my opinion. You're going into a hostile environment. You're going into a place that, you know, I don't think the Eagle. I know that you're not big on Doug Peterson. People can rank him as they may. I don't think that the Eagles are scared of you, that's for sure. At least they didn't look scared of you in, in Super Bowl uh, 52, so – this could be a tough game. I really think this could be a real tough game. The Eagles have won their last two games since kind of all their locker room stuff came out. And you had uh, guys in their locker room really just going crazy with some of the comments that a, that a former Eagle made. I can't remember his name, man. It's been an interesting month for the Eagles as, you know, Peterson guaranteed a win versus the Cowboys. Then they got stomped out. Then their locker room got smashed for guys showing up late to meetings, almost like Josh Gordon was doing. And then you would just have a bunch of guys just ripping the player for saying that. You had people ripping Lane Johnson for saying that there was nobody accountable in the locker room. You had a former Eagle saying that. And then they were all saying, F that guy. And now they've won two straight games. So it has been a strange month for the Philadelphia Eagles. And now they have the Patriots coming to their building after the Patriots just got smacked. And Lane Johnson saying, it's going to be a fun time in the link in two weeks. What an absolute effing bozo. What a bozo that guy is. My God, he's a clown. And the, the, the bad thing is, is that he actually takes away from the fact that the Eagles have a top three off, offensive line. And Jason Peters, left tackle, is actually at practice, has been practicing limited yesterday, practice today. So it appears he's going to come back. Don't know how effective he'll be. But the backup left tackle hasn't been, hasn't been necessarily Marshall Newhouse, but he hasn't been great either. Maybe C deep type players so i think peters is going to be back that's going to help the eagles look the eagles present you know the eagles present some problems here they 
like Belichick said, they love 12 personnel more than anyone in the league. He says Goddard, Godaire, how do you want to say it, and Ertz. Um, I, I think both players, especially Ertz, are good players. Both players are, if you stick a linebacker on them, they're going to eat them. And that's kind of how athletic tight ends are. We've seen the Patriots. You know, they're not Gronk and Hernandez. But I, I think, you know, with the, with the 12 personnel, I think they'll stick Chung or DMAC on Goddard. And they'll, I think, you know, Zolak said it, but the, the Eagles' best weapon is actually Ertz. Alshon Jeffrey didn't practice today. He probably, is not, he probably isn't going to play. And if he doesn't, he really hasn't been good this year at all. So why not just stick Stephon Gilmore on Ertz? And just play it from there. The Eagles like to run the ball a whole lot. I, I mean, the, the Patriots fans complain about run, run, pass. The Eagles are, like, way worse than that. They they almost always run the ball on first down. So I think the Eagles, the Patriots should just match their 12 with Gilmore on Ertz, Chung and D-Mac in there. So one of them on Goddard kind of stack the box and force Wentz and the other – force the other wide receivers to beat you because they're not very good. And the Patriots secondary is elite. So the only thing the Patriots really, really have to worry about in this game defensively is just keeping Carson Wentz in the pocket, sticking to earth, sticking to Goddard, and just don't, don't let, don't let the running game on first and second down beat you and get, get the Eagles in a situation where they are, where, where they are in third and fourth and short, because actually LB they're the best team in the NFL on third and fourth and short and power runs. And uh-huh. so they will, their offensive line will bully you if they give them, if you give them a chance. So you really have to get them off schedule on first down. And like Edelman said, they have, the Patriots got to start fast. They got to get in front and they got to make the Eagles play from behind. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, this, this is an interesting matchup. It really is because the Eagles can run some of that RPO crap. They can do different things with the option, which the Patriots obviously struggled versus just, uh, you know, just in their last game, it's going to be a really interesting matchup here. And I really think the Patriots need to play their best football. You need to get out of there with a win. I don't care, you know, if it's ugly, if it's pretty, if it's a blowout, the Eagles have by all accounts, an absolutely atrocious secondary. I would like to see the Patriots actually expose a secondary. They mm-hmm. haven't exactly been exposing many defenses this year. They've played some bad ones, and the offense hasn't really looked great versus a lot of them. So it's an interesting matchup here. I mean, do we see Ankeel Harry? Do we see um, do we see more of the Muhammad Sanu that we saw last week? Edelman is Edelman. I kind of just always expect him to have six to 10 catches for, you know, 10 yards per catch around there. So it's going to be interesting. It really is an interesting matchup. And like you said, the Eagles, they can bully you on the line. So if the Eagles get that running game going early with that quarterback, who is very capable of kind of making tons of plays, um, this game has potential on it to be back-to-back losses for the New England Patriots. It's been rare over the years, but it seems like it's also happened more over the years. There's the potential there that you could lose this football game. So the Eagles need – the Patriots need to play their best football. They really do. In my opinion, they need to play their best football. This isn't a joke of a joke of a matchup. Some people think the Eagles aren't that good. I think that this is a seriously good matchup. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, LB. Offensively, I think you're totally right. I think – one of the things the Patriots should do, like they did last week, use the hurry up, neutralize the, the Eagles' defensive line, wear them out. It might not work at first. Trust your defense, wear the wear the Eagles' defensive line down because they are they are basically built to stop the run. Now the linebackers are not good at all. Same with the secondary. None of those players can tackle, nor do they like tackling. If you just watch the Eagles' games, those players don't like tackling. They can't really cover, but the defensive line is very stout and if you get them in situations where third long etc they will rush the passion they will power and they will play well but i think the patriots they're they're going to do what you just said it's going to be a big sanu edelman game they're going to attack the eagle slot defenders because they're not very good that's a fact so i think that's what the patriots do to hurry it up neutralize the pass rush and it, it probably won't be a big sony michelle game it'll probably be a big james white maybe brandon bolden maybe you even do some 21 personnel with Bolden and White. Burkhead hasn't looked the greatest as of, as of recently, but maybe do some Burkhead and White. But actually, I would like to see a little bit of Bolden in this game. And if and if Harry's if Harry comes back, which I actually don't expect Nikhil Harry to play much because Tom Brady actually just trusts Philip Dorsett. 
and I, I just can't see Nikhil Harry. I mean, I, I like Nikhil Harry. I think he's going to be a good player someday, but maybe he plays, if he does play, five to ten snaps. But is he realistically going to take snaps over Sanu, Edelman, Dorsett, even no. Ben Watson? And I would, I would personally rather the Patriots, instead of Nikhil Harriet being out there, just rolling with 21 and having more backs, put Burkhead or James White, split them out, play it like that, spread the Eagles yeah. out, and spread them and shred them. That's what I would like to see. I love it. I love everything you just said. Let's see some more of that hurry up. Let's see some more of that uh, that spread. It felt like I know that people are probably sick of us saying the word. Felt like maybe they found somewhat of an identity. Let's see some more of that. You know, Sony had four carries last week. I don't think it's coincidence that the offense looked much better. Uh, Ivan Fears called out Sony to the media last week. Sony gets four carries, and then we see. Brady kind of letting Sony have an earful after he ran the wrong route on something. I just wonder if maybe Sony's trending downwards as far as snaps go, at least for the time being, until the team feels they can maybe trust them a little bit more. And, you know, I'm okay with James White getting more carries, man. I am. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. He's a, he, Yes, he's so reliable. And he's actually, if you watch a game, like people will complain James White can't run through the tackles and he can't run the ball. Yeah, he actually he actually can do that. He actually is really good at making defenders miss. You remember when he actually, I think it was last year, he made Cameron Wake fall down. Like he he just makes people he makes people miss, man. And he's a, he, Brady trusts them. He's excellent running routes. We saw him moss someone. He's like five foot eight, and he just absolutely <laughs> moss someone down the field. Like more James White, please. He's awesome. Well, Bryson, let's just let me put it to you like this. We see a lot of the Patriots fans say, "Well, we don't know that Sony can't do that." in the past gigs, he doesn't get much of a chance. Well, let's say the same about James White getting to run the ball because of me. I mean, I remember a certain Super Bowl where he ran the ball for a few touchdowns. He looked perfectly fine. And, um, I mean, he had a really, (laughs) if you go, everyone should, I want to, might want to post this later. He had a really big run against the Eagles. If you remember, I think that's what you're talking about. He had a big, big, long touchdown run where he made people miss and just broke away from everyone. Yeah, well, there was that one, and I was kind of referring to Super Bowl 51 as well, where I think he wound up scoring three touchdowns that day. I think he had – who had the, the receiving touchdown in that game from Brady? It, LB, I'm, I was I was in a corner holding my knees with my thumb and, in my mouth, so I'm not really <laughs> sure what happened. <laughs> I think, and I think all of us had had a few drinks by the time that fourth quarter comeback was complete as well. I just remember seeing a lot of James White that day and a lot of big James White plays and a lot of nice James White runs. And like you just alluded to, which will certainly be a great tweet and a banger, I'm sure, just expect those um, – those uh, eagle gifs coming your way when you post it, but James White absolutely ripped off a huge run in Super Bowl 52. James White's awesome. I'm okay with him getting 12, 10 to 12 carries, 9, 12, whatever carries. Burkhead maybe getting 5. Sony getting 5. I mean, that's fine to me. I, I just... Ah, man, you know, the Sony offense hasn't worked this year. I think that's really the best way to look at it. Sony offense has been bad. The Eagles game actually looked much better if the defense wasn't getting shredded. Who knows how, how the offense ends up looking that day? But I mean, this is a this this is, and I'll go back to Harry real quickly. I don't expect to see much of him, but I would think that you're going versus you know a bad secondary. Maybe this is where he gets you know gets his feet well a little bit and you know gets gets his first NFL reception or whatever it may be. Maybe this is the week that you kind of test him out and you let him get his feet wet, get some NFL experience. He did make the trip last week, was of course inactive. Maybe this is the week we do see in Kill Harry. I know the Patriots fans are just frosting at them, frothing or fro- it's frothing, right? Just frothing hmm. at the mouth to see. Um, and Kale Harry, I mean, they're just going crazy. I don't, I don't know what they expect, truthfully, but hopefully, big things. I mean, if he has three touchdowns, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, LB, you might be right there. You made a pretty good case. Eagle secondary isn't very good. Play Nikhil Harry, see, see what happens. Maybe Tom Brady and all the and uh, have been talking highly of him. I'm not sure how much that matters, but they actually have said some nice things about him. So maybe this is the spot to play Nikhil Harry. But if it isn't and the Patriots don't play him, he doesn't play much, or maybe he does play and he struggles a little bit, I'm not worried about Nikhil Harry in this game. I'm not going to be like, wow, Nikhil Harry busts after one game. I'm going to give him some time. Um, he's a he's a rookie wide receiver and one of the hardest offenses to learn. It's going to take some time. I think he'll be good eventually someday, but 
it's probably not going to be soon. And if it is, that is awesome, and I love to see it. And that's an, an extra weapon, an extra wrinkle the Patriots can use in their offense. They can they can go to more full wide receiver sets if they want. They can take players. They can give players a break, like Phil Dorsett. At the, at the, at the goal line, they can have Harry, Sanu, Edelman, and all, all three of those guys good in the red zone. So it would be very nice to see. But as for James White, yes, more James White. I love you very much, James White. We stand James White. He has got to be – he's the best running back on the team. I remember that um, last year you were saying it a lot. This is James White's offense. And then, of course, the postseason comes. They change everything that they do on offense. And they let Sony get all these carries and all these touchdowns. So it kind of got – you know, overlooked a little bit how good James White is, but I think that in I, I can't see any case for anybody to look at look you in the eye and say this is Sony Michelle's offense here in 2019. It just there's no case you can make. He dropped that touchdown screen pass versus the Jets, and then this bum gets 2.2 yards per carry and gets three touchdowns that day. I was very annoyed by that. I'm not, not going to lie to you, man. That really, I mean, he could have at least caught that one for for Tommy. Gotten Tom's touchdown pat, you know, padded some of Brady's touchdown stats, caught that screen taken to the house. If you're going to get handed three touchdowns, you should at least help Tom get one, man. I mean, come on. I love to hear that, LB. We love to hear Tom Brady propaganda just being spread all over the place. I love, I love to hear it. I truly do. <laughs> we stand Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, is the absolute man. But the Patriots are bad at football. Go Patriots. I just wanted to let everyone know, you can go ahead and search this up, and I actually tweeted it maybe yesterday morning. I once had a tweet in 2016 that said something to the effect of, I think I think that Bishop Sankey could be a more talented player than James White. And as, as we all know, Bishop Sankey is not in the league, and he did nothing in the league. And James White is a three-time Super Bowl champion, the man. I think that Bishop Sankey was the second-round pick there in Tennessee, correct? He was a huge bust. I want to say he came from Washington, if that's correct. Isn't James White a three-time Super Bowl? Yeah, James White's a three-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. I don't know. James White kind of sucks. The Patriots won three Super Bowls, but, I mean, truthfully, do they deserve credit for them? Look, I mean, if if they would have listened to me and just went with Bishop Sankey, you just know it would have worked, right? They should have just done it, right? Probably would have worked, too. No, no, no. There's... Very bad take, Bryson. Shame on you. You should feel bad. And just go look up that tweet. Retweet it if you want to. I don't care. I posted it as well. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> sorry for that. There were actually, there were actually, you know, there was a lot of Patriots fans, including myself. I think James White just made leaps and bounds over his career, especially as a runner. He got a lot better, and he shut a lot of us up, and he's amazing, and he's a man, and he's most certainly better than Bishop Sankey. Oh, man. So it's looking more and more apparently like – um, Alshon Jeffrey won't play. So, their wide receiver group. Somebody just had a tweet about this. Zach Cox it's, it's, from it's one. It's one of the worst in the NFL. Oh. I, think, I think they're they're graded out as. I think they're the bottom twenty players in the NFL. You you can just stick John Jones on Aguilar, who's not a horrible player, but struggles to catch a ball at times and struggles with a lot of things at times. Stick. Put him in prison with John Jones and then the rest of those guys. I don't care who's guarding them because neither of them are better than any of the Patriots secondary players. And if Alshon does play, I have no problem with just sticking J-Mac on him or even J.C., maybe more veteran guy like J-Mac because Alshon hasn't been moving so well as late. And just let it fly. Put Gilmore on Ertz and uh, see how it goes. So this would be their wide receiver core. I mean, this makes me appreciate the wide receiver core that we've been saying isn't very good for Tom Brady a little bit. Aguilar, 32 catches, 282 yards, three touchdowns. Matthews just signed this week. That's our old friend, Jordan Matthews, who was here. Revenge Revenge game, that's right. Hollins, 10 catches, 125 yards. Arcega, Whiteside, two catches, 14 yards. So it's going to be all tight ends all day, man. Yes. By the way, Eagles fans are ready to cut Matt Collins like yesterday. If you just if you just tweet search Matt Collins, like everyone's like, should we IR Matt Collins for insert useless position that doesn't matter at all because they hate him that bad. Boy, is he really that bad? I, I don't really know much about this guy, truthfully, but I'm just finding out that apparently he isn't very good at the game of football. So he would be a perfect New England Patriot, who also aren't very good at football. 
Yeah, you're, you're right about that, LB. Uh, something that we kind of didn't touch on was Miles Sanders, Eagles scat back Miles Sanders, who is pretty good at football. Jordan Howard is also very good for the Eagles just because he's he's a good power runner. The Eagles are good at power running, so we're going to see him a whole lot in those power situations, especially short and goals. So I hope the boogeymen are up to the test to just put him on the ground. And covering Miles Sanders is going to be a problem. And I got to say, they're probably going to put a be- Chung and DMAC on him at times. If he's in the backfield, that's probably they've done that in the past at times. I think they're probably going to treat him like that. And I would be all for it because he's a pretty good player, especially out of the backfield. Yeah, you know, it's it's I would love to see some of the numbers. It doesn't feel like many running backs have had a much of an impact in the passing game versus the Patriots. I was almost wondering about tight ends as well, it seems like. But, I mean, at the same time, they nobody really had had much success doing anything against the Patriots before the Ravens game. Obviously, we had seen some good rushing performances out of Frank Gore, um, out of uh, Nick Chubb. And, of course, obviously the Ravens, Ingram had himself a nice day. Jackson had himself, had himself a nice day. So if I'm the Eagles, man, I'm going two tight ends, and I'm just running. I'm throwing to the tight ends all day or at least trying to. And I'm just trying to run the football because the Patriots secondary seems to just have a knack for causing turnovers. Maybe if I'm them, I'm just saying, you know what, let's just establish this power run game. We'll work at it. We'll work at it. We'll just try to chip away on that defense running the football. And if we can throw a pass or two to tight ends, you know, that has to be the game plan because I'm not trying to attack that secondary with all, with those wide receivers. I mean, if I'm them, I'm not attempting one freaking pass to any of those wide receivers like all day. No, the, the Eagles path to win is most certainly running the ball, having success running the ball in 12 personnel, some passes to Ertz and Goddard and just dominating time of possession, trying to move the chains in hopes that the Patriots offense stutters a little bit similar to the Ravens game. And you make it a game, make it a close game, just dominate time possession, and hopefully you don't turn the ball over that much. But I, LB, as a, as a score, what are we going to do with score here? I think I'm going to go 20, 28, 28 to 17 Patriots. I'll tell you what, I am going to, I am going to put the Patriots. It's very rare this year. I've put them in the 30s. I just like the way their offense looked last week. I'm wondering if they're gonna, if we're gonna start seeing more of some different things. If they're gonna start getting more creative. I'm gonna put the Patriots in the 30s. I'm gonna say the Patriots score 31, and I'm gonna say the Eagles score 20. But the game is actually much closer than that, and the Patriots kind of get a late score. So I'll go 31 to 20. Nice. I really like to see it. I would really like to see Tom Brady throw for five touchdowns and see everyone not throw him in the MVP case, even though his team would be nine and one. Oh, I, you know, I'm so happy you just said that because it is amazing how QB wins is now a huge thing again, isn't it? Lamar Jackson. Well, he's seven and two. Who cares about the stats? He's seven and two. He's winning football games. He might be eight and two now. I forget. Right. Is it eight and two? Uh, either way, very good record, winning football games, QB stat, QB wins, very much alive again. Tom Brady, 8-1, and one, carrying really a plethora of weapons that is not impressive. He's had little to no continuity at wide receiver for years and years now. It's Julian Edelman and then a bunch of other guys every single year. Josh Gordon a year, Mohamed Sanu just got here, Brandon LaFell was here for two years, but really only good for one. I mean, it just goes on for years and years. You get a year of Brandon Cooks. This wide receiver core has absolutely no continuity. Nobody cares. Everybody still says, you know, whatever. And then you just – you lose your tight end. Gronk was either there. Sometimes he wasn't there. Gronk's gone. Brady has a terrible offensive line. He gets absolutely no MVP talk despite carrying an offense that is certainly less than subpar when you consider the cast around him, in my opinion. And I think he deserves a ton of credit for the offense even being as good as it is. LB, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. You're preaching to the choir. I think I think we, ra- we perfectly wrapped up the Eagles game. I don't think there's anything else. Is there anything else for the Eagles? I don't think so, man. I mean, let's get ready for hopefully the Patriots to win so we don't have to see a ton of gifs. And I have a feeling that even if the Patriots beat them by 40 points, We're we will be seeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's actually you You and I both have owned some people with the Nick. You know, they'll tweet us Nick Foles gifts. And it's just like they think it's it hurts me and you. But it really it's just like, yes, thank you for teeing this out to me. I'm quote tweeting this and I'm going to own <laughs> you so badly. You have no clue. 
I'm going to own you. Thank you very much. And actually, you're forgetting about the Super Bowl that the Patriots won. Against oh, yeah. Patriots. They you. pretend like it didn't exist or they just make, it, make an excuse never, for it. It just never happened. They're like, oh, well. You know, that was so long ago. Yes, yes, we know. You forgot about it. Yes, we know. Yes. Yeah, but Spygate. Oh, my goodness. I actually have an L. Bryson corner story. You want to hear it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love L. Bryson corner. Favorite. All right, look. So I think I think everyone that likes doing outdoor activities and gym activities can relate with me here. I'm in a bit of a I'm in a bit of a bind here. I've been going to this gym since I think 2015. You know, at a young age, I never I never went to the gym. I always had a home gym. I always lifted. At I had actually had a class called weightlifting, so I would never never ever lift. So I would never lift at a gym. What I mean after school, I'd always do my lifting at school or at weightlifting, which we have our own weight room. The school did. So I've been at this gym for a long time. They treat me really well. I love the gym. It's a good place. But with the sun going down and, you know, LB, I need the cardio. I I don't like playing hoops as much anymore. It's not really, it doesn't really interest me anymore because I can't practice how I want and my shot's not how I want. So I, I don't really like playing as much anymore. So I need a place to do cardio. And my gym only has stair steppers and bikes. And I hate that stuff because... The stair stepper makes me sore, and I like I like running. I like the feeling of running. And this summer, all this summer, all spring, all fall, I've been running outside. I run in the woods like a like a dumb idiot, quite frankly. I'm running in the woods. I run on the track. I like all this stuff. But now it's wintertime. I can't do all this stuff. So I'm getting depressed. You know, all I'm doing is lifting, maybe hit the heavy bag a couple times, but I need a place to do cardio. My gym membership is up in December. The question is, do I do I go to another town? Because there's one only gyms in my town. Do I go to another town to a new gym? What do I do here? What, do I just wait it out? Do I try to make cardio the best I can? Do I, do I get out and start running outside, throw on some sweatpants and run outside? Which, I mean, I don't really want to do. I could, I could possibly fall down and break my leg. I am getting pretty old now. I could slip on some ice and possibly die, which would not be good for the Title Talk brand. You could carry it, I'm sure, after my death very well. But for me, it would not be good. But what do I do? I'll be, I'm, I'm in a bond here. Do I, just, do I give it up or do I just keep work, like just, do I just keep working in this relationship with this gym? Or do I, could I just go to them and say, look, I'm thinking about leaving. Fix a treadmill or I'm out. You know. Treadmills, they're all broke. All the treadmills are broke. There's no treadmill. Do you still, do you still. I didn't hear what you said, I'll be. Do I still what? Do you still lift at all, or is it just the cardio? No, I still lift. Oh, yeah. I still lift. Not very well, but I lift. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'd say keep the gym membership and wait. To, I mean, certainly tell them that they need to fix that damn treadmill. I mean, what the hell is that? That you're paying this gym membership that will fix the treadmill. I mean, that's – It's it's actually a long story. So the gym the gym was opened, and it was, it was supposed to be, you know, a business and make money and get people in. Then they – it's a small, small town gym, so it's actually an old house, and they've actually built it into a gym. It's actually kind of cool, but now they, now they've kind of had the, they've kind of started taking less members, and they, they kind of, the owners, the owners kind of have it as their gym, so they're not so worried about the treadmills working and all this stuff and putting a whole lot of money into it. They just want a place where they can lift, which is okay. I understand that, but. I need a place to run, and it's not going to get fixed most likely. So that's the that's the issue in the bind I'm in. It's just a very tough scene. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a tough call, man. Because I I'm guessing that they probably had one of those treadmills that like my me and my family used to buy. Like, would buy a treadmill like once a year, and it would just break really quickly. Probably because I was way too <laughs> way too heavy to be using this damn thing, but. You know, I think that that's a tough call. You know, sometimes I'm I'm not the best for things like this because, you know, I, I start think overthinking it maybe. But, I mean, with winter coming, it's probably best to keep the membership so that way you can keep lifting or you just go to another gym. But it seems – I mean, I, are you going to, like, feel bad if you go to another gym at this point? Like, you're going to feel like you just betrayed, like, an entire community basically, like – yeah, yeah, it's gonna feel it's gonna feel a, feel a bit like cheating on your girlfriend, like starting a new, starting. I, I, do I really want to have a whole new relationship? Do I really want to have 
new gym rivals? Do I really want to just leave? Do I really want to leave the gym and just give up on my battles with the gym rivals I have currently, which I still have and everyone has. I've talked about this before. Do I, do I just give up? Do I leave? Do I get a new, new gym, create new friends and new enemies and new gym enemies and all this stuff? I don't know. It'll be, it's going to, it's a tough task. I'm interested in hearing what Twitter is uh, going to tell me about this, but I would appreciate all the advice you can get. And uh, <laughs> how, how should I leave? Should I leave a note? Should I tell them I'm not coming back? Should I leave like a love you, but this isn't working? It's not, it's not me. It's you. It's, not, it's not you. It's me. I don't know. What do I do? It's not you, it's me actually sounds perfect here. So, you know, I think that you should, you know, sometimes you got to do what's best for you. I know it sucks, but I mean, if their treadmill doesn't work, you're kind of stuck in a situation where you can't even do everything you want to do. So how much, how much do they charge you? How much, how much, is this like an expensive membership that you have or what? No, no, no. It's very, that's, that's the reason why I've been there. It's very, um, they've been very kind to me. So... I'd say maybe just, man, that's a tough call because you could go to another town. You, of course, could go for jugs. I mean, and, and you can just kind of go for runs on the mountains if you needed to. But, man, that's a tough call, man. You know, just you got to do what you got to do. You got to do, man. I mean, so I know I know it sucks. And it's funny that, like, you're having this issue because this is the type of thing that I would have an issue with. And people around me would be saying, like, who cares? You know, they're failing you. They didn't do a good enough job making sure that you had everything you needed to work out, you know, F them. And of course I'm the guy who's sitting here like, yeah, you know, but they are your friends and you don't want to upset them too much. So, and you know, just looking like an absolute buffoon over here, but you got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do what's best for you. Right. I mean, and, and in this case, it seems like maybe that what would be best for you is finding a gym that can at least, you know, allow you to run. Yeah. I don't want to become a fat slob, you know, I don't want to become a slob because I will, be, I will become a flat, fat slob. That's, that's exactly what happened. I'm not going to use the bike. I'm not going to get much. I'm going to make all sorts of excuses and just get mad at myself. But, yeah, so thanks for the advice, LB. Do you have, do you have a story, LB, and you need to tell us to get anything off your chest? Um, let's see. Well, I did. Sorry, I stepped outside for a moment. I did trim my beard down. It killed me. It's brutal. I do not like it. Yeah, you know, it, it's like I pretty much had to. Um, they were just all over me, but I trimmed it down pretty nicely. I was close to just shaving completely because, like, I was tired of hearing about it. Then I was like, you know what? I am not going to let the man win win on this one, like, in this regard. I absolutely need to just trim it down. Sorry, I muted my mic real quick because a car drove by. I'm going back inside now, everyone. But, you know, I say, Bryson, continue to do what you're doing. If maybe, you know, it's going to be awkward leaving, but, you know, I mean, what, what is your overall plan, by the way, is what I meant to ask. What do you think you're going to do? You think you're going to just bounce from that place and leave a note like, hey, I'm not coming back. Sorry that I took money out of your, out of your children's little mouths and they're not going to eat now because you built this gym out of a house and your treadmill doesn't work. I mean, how do you feel? Exactly. How do you feel taking food away from children, Bryson? Oh my goodness, LB. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I, LB, I'm, I'm very sorry you had to shave your beard and if you have to put up with all this <laughs> nonsense. If I, was, if I was your boss, uh, which I'm obviously not qualified, but qualified to be your boss because you're oh no, you're qualified. qualified. Trust me, what, 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 what I, you could be my boss. <laughs> I would never make you shave your beard, LB, but. But Thank as you. for the gym thing, I don't know. Do I just do I just leave or just never come back? Cause, because yeah, I don't know. Do I just never come back? And they're like, man, I haven't seen Bryson in a while. Or do I leave a note? I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't know how to break up with my gym. I don't know how. You know, because now I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to. So you know what? If you listen to this podcast, gym, I'm breaking up with you. Sorry. I'm gonna be there for the next month, and I'm gonna move all my stuff out. All the stuff's gonna come out of my locker, and I'm taking the 20 pound dumbbell with me. Here's what you do. All right. You just lie, and when they ask you, Bryson, when are you going to renew your memory? Oh, no, don't death. worry. I could fake my <laughs> <death>. <laughs> What happened to Bryson? Oh, he's dead. You didn't hear? He's dead. Well, who's that guy? Tweet? I don't know, but he's dead. So should we – what about, his, what about his, his new membership? Lady, did you hear me? He's dead. He died. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure it had something to do with your gym. He had to go running through the mountains because you guys don't have a treadmill, and he slipped, fell, and broke his neck, and now he's dead. He got eaten by a coyote at night. 
That's what happened to him. And it's actually your fault. So not only that, not only can you break up with your gym, but you can actually leave them feeling terrible in the process. They'll probably make like a whole little Bryson corner where it's going to be like a little, um, like a little shrine where people will like, before they work out, like they'll go up to it. Like LeBron does. They'll put some chalk on their hands. They'll throw the dust in the air and they'll be like, this one, this workout's for Bryson. This bench <laughs> this press is for, is for Bryson. This is for you, Bryson. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in a different gym listening to the music and running on the treadmill happily. <laughs> just, just like, look, man, you know what I would do, man, is I'm not good at this stuff, so I would just probably not say anything to them and just kind of, you know, no note, no nothing, just, you know, just never see you again. That's probably what I'd do. Just ghost them, yeah. Just ghost them, yeah, I like that. I like that. The kids are ghosting people nowadays. <laughs> You know, we don't understand it because we're much older than the kids nowadays, but we're just we're just going to go to the gym. You know what? That's what we're going to do. If you're listening to this podcast, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to lift my membership out. I'm going to go hard and then I'm done. I'm out of here. See you later. Good riddance and go Patriots. What they're going to do, Bryson, is I'm sure they're going to ask you, like, Bryson, what's going on? When are you going to renew your membership? Now, you, you got to prepare yourself for that. you got to have your lie ready to go. Like, no, I'm going to be – I'm just waiting on something. You know, I, I got a few things going on with my credit card. You know, I don't know if I told you guys, when I went to Tennessee – um, I had issues with my, you know, it got stolen and I lost it. So, I mean, you can actually kind of make a whole lie into like a half truth, you know, because you did have an issue with your credit card in Tennessee. And, you know, granted that was in August, but screw them. And, you know, you could kind of tell the truth and lie through your teeth at the same time. And, you know, you're, you're just trying to let them down easy so that when they never see you again, it's because you died. Let's get that Bryson shrine up. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's yeah. You're you're totally right, LB. This is exactly what I'm gonna do. The Patriots aren't very good. My gym isn't very good. I'm not very good. Go Patriots! Thanks for coming on, LB. Love it. Love to see it. Love to be back with you talking ball. It's good to see it. Real life sometimes kicks our ass, so it's good. It's good to be talking ball with you. Well, I'll tell you this much, and uh, you know, I always love to come on and talk football with you, buddy. I mean doing a podcast talking about the Patriots and talking about how our gym sucks or how somebody wants to make us shave our beard or about how babies are screaming, you know, in the gym and some of the other issues that go on with loud meatheads in the gym. I mean, none of it is more important than our terrible football team that we root for that I absolutely think suck. Patriots suck. My life sucks. The Patriots are the worst. Go Patriots. Go Patriots, LB. I will see you later, my friend. Take care, sir, and you have a great day. And, um, you know, maybe just work out like five t- five times a day at that gym and just abuse the crap out of that membership. And <laughs> we love it. We love Bryce and NFL. Go Patriots, even though you are a bad football team. Massive WLB. 